0: From MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Glad you're back. We're glad to be back. And uh, let's go around the room and introduce everybody. Corey, how you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. always sound thrilled to be here, as you say. <laughs>
0: Working on it. Working on Getting it. Getting
1: into tennis season, so I'm excited.
0: And he's smiling big. and just doesn't sound like he means it. <laughs> so we would go to the chair next to you, but uh, Savannah is out. Uh, maybe sailing around the Caribbean again, looking for counting tennis courts. Um, we're not paying for that. So if she is, don't send me a bill. Uh, no, she'll be out this week, but uh, hopefully we'll have her back in studio. Because uh, I think, listen, it adds a lot to the podcast here in her cheerful voice. Of course, I agree with that. And listen, uh, I got some bad news to report. My longtime best friend, growing that I grew up with, he's like a brother to me. He is now dead to me.
1: Uh oh. Yeah. Because he thinks Federer is the greatest of all
0: time. No, close. <laughs> he agrees with Savannah. Oh my gosh, he's dead to me too. On what though? You don't. You gotta say, but on what? <laughs> on what? There we go. Her idea that the perception of our sport amongst the manlier men out there uh, might not be what you and I, who are deeply committed to the sport might not be what we think of our game. In other words, they think it's a game for Nancy boys. Right. Your friend doesn't play tennis, I take it? No, he does. Oh, or he okay. did. He did back in the day. And and here's the funny part is he was pretty cool. He was a cool dude. Yeah. He played basketball, you know, in high school and um other various sports, played baseball growing up and played tennis. Big deal, right? I don't so uh, but he he seems to agree that maybe the average everyday person out there might look upon tennis like that i mean Can, i
1: don't think it's the manliest of all the sports but it's got to be in the middle
0: somewhere well listen the manliest of all sports is mma i knew that was coming well isn't it i mean i guess if, if you're a football player uh, you you got pads from you know top to bottom you, nowadays they have so many different rules how and where you can't hit people. Right. MMA is, I mean, pretty much you can't poke their eyes out. <laughs> you can't bite. And I guess you can't no nut those, shots. Yeah. Right. So uh, outside of just, you know, pure Roman gladiator style, <laughs> right. uh, that's just pretty pretty much as, as close as it gets in modern day America. So that's the manliest of manly sports. So if a guy like that it has got muscles on top of muscles and, you know, kicks people in the jaw for a living and beats them until their blood's flying all <laughs> over the octagon until they tap out or they can't, you know, they're unconscious. Okay. That, that, that's a group that could say, that's not a very manly sport. But, in terms of the athletic ability, overall athletic ability, whole body athletic ability, I mean, I'd put us a, a, up against most sports. If we stay ahead of
1: golf... I'm okay. Uh, I think, you know, tennis, I think it's because of zero contact. That's got to be, you know, one of the reasons. Even basketball, soccer, I don't consider them much manlier than tennis, but there is a little bit of contact there.
0: Well, so we, one thing we don't do in tennis is fall down, roll around on the court, <laughs> and whine about how we're hurting. Right. That's not to say getting kicked in the shin doesn't hurt. There's no question it does. Or if somebody's flying, you know, across your body and – and their knee hits you right in the thigh. That hurts right. a lot. But for Pete's sakes, let's not roll around on the on the <laughs> ground for a half hour. Yeah, there's no flops in tennis. Right. Um, well, anyway, so the good news is Savannah's not here to rub it in my face. <laughs> also, the other good news, it's only one guy. And listen, right. I've known him all my life. And he's been known to be an idiot from time to time. So I don't know. I don't know if he's off on this or not. He's a smart guy, but I don't know if he's off on this or not. It's hard. I'm too biased to really to really see. Yeah. So uh, I think you probably are too. I mean, does that hurt you if somebody really thinks that?
1: I mean, I'm not that surprised. I mean, I wasn't completely in disagreement with her, but I just don't think everybody thinks that. I think maybe a small percentage do
0: more than other sports, but not. Well, I would say the way the game looks nowadays compared to how it looked when I was a kid. I mean, you're a little bit younger to me, a lot younger to me. The
1: long pants and wooden rackets. Not that old. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Horse hair, tennis balls, you jackass.
1: White tennis balls. Yeah.
0: uh, Um, Top hats. (laughs) You even know what a top hat is, (laughs) you piece of shit? Never seen one. No, so, but what it looked like back in, like, let's say the 70s, Everybody had a one handed backhand. It was all a flowing type game, and you know, around the court. Yeah, but now you you've got guys like well, even even back in in the '80s and early '90s, somebody like you know Chang or Tomas Musta, the German, you know, who are just grinding and you know working hard every point, flying around the court and um, playing a really physical game. And now a guy like Nadal, who's just jacked. You know, every, you know, his calves are huge, his quads are huge, his abs, his muscles, his arm, I know this sounds creepy, <laughs> <laughs> his, uh, Keep you know, going. yeah, oh, there we go.
1: Now we're getting our audience numbers up.
0: There we go. So you take, you know, that level of athlete and how hard he works on the court, and I and I think the perception might be different if people were to see it. So maybe people my age that aren't in the game, so I'm I'm in my mid-40s, almost in my mid-40s, Um. So people that uh, were younger and deciding on what sports to play, who watched tennis back in the '70s and early '80s, they might think, "Eh, it's not not that tough of a sport. Let me go do something cool like football." Well, and I defy anybody
1: to watch ten minutes of Djokovic at all and tell me it's a you know relaxed or you know low impact sport. Right. So, right. So yeah, it's like you said, it's a little bit of ignorance. But I mean, it's all relative to other sports or whatever you're comparing it to.
0: I mean, well, look, uh, a lot of cool guys who think they're the most amazing God's gift to everything play baseball. Now, granted, a baseball is very hard and it is hit very far and so it could hurt. Right. But for the most part, eight out of the nine players on defense are standing around playing in the grass. Yeah. I mean, basically, baseball is a one-on-one sport until somebody gets a hit. Right. And then it's a two-on-one or three-on-one, you know. There's still a lot of standing around. Yeah, so in terms of – so, yeah, I understand what you're saying in terms of contact. I mean, to go out, even like I said – I've said this before, that driving by um, a park or something and you see a pee wee football game or practice or something, these little kids are smacking at each other, and I'm, like, getting – I'm about to wreck off the road. I can't handle it. I start getting queasy, like, ooh, that's got to hurt. All right, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't make my case. But my point is is that, yeah, that's a physical game, and you got to get your mind right to play that. But most other sports, like you said, soccer. I mean, you got to run a lot. It's a right. difficult sport, but, you know, it's all lower body, and it's, for the most part, not a contact sport. I mean, you're running in, in, into each other to some degree. Right, but not that often. But not like football, not like rugby. How about yeah, rugby? not Those every can, play. Those maniacs, rugby, they're running around smacking right. at each other with nothing on. I mean, they got shorts and a a <laughs> rugby shirt, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Um, and they're, you know, smacking at each other, tackling each other. I mean, you watch watch a YouTube video of the biggest hits in rugby. It's horrifying. Right.
1: <laughs> it makes me queasy. And, and tennis is never going to have that. So, I mean, there's always going to be some that if that makes a sport manly, I guess they're always going to be above tennis.
0: Right, so we don't have the contact, but I don't think that's the only thing that uh, that is indicative of a quote unquote manly sport or tough sport. We're also not shooting anything or killing anybody, right. you know, like animals yeah. or anything or tackling, you know, killing a a bull or something with right. a sword. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I- were you surprised to hear that from him? At first I was, at first I said, you son of a bitch, you're supposed right. to have my side. What are you doing? Um, but he's my age, and so he came up watching the same tennis I did. So from that perspective, I it didn't surprise, once I thought about it, it didn't surprise me because the game did look different back then. Um, now, that's not to say those guys weren't big time athletes, but. I mean, come on, a a strong wind would blow McEnroe over. Right. And he was one of the best in the game at the time, and all time. So it didn't surprise me when I started to put it in that context. So guys that are my age or older may have looked at it back then. Maybe they're not playing now because they saw what it looked like back then. But I can't – I don't think a kid that's, you know, uh, eight or nine watching – Nadal play, or like you said, Mur- watching a ma- a point between Murray and Djokovic that last, you know, f- twenty two shots, right. and they're on a dead sprint, hitting as hard as they can every ball. It, it's hard to say that that's not you know uh, a tough a tough uh, physical endeavor. Uh, you just it's this it's just a hitting right.
1: And I don't know that hitting you know makes something manly. That's well come reverse here. sexism.
0: Let, let, let me find out. Come here. Let me. <laughs> No, no, yeah. Please don't get into that PC nonsense. <laughs> not, not here. Um, I think to some degree, maybe there's the idea that a kid is trying to pick a sport. Because I've seen this happen actually. Because at a certain age, um, when you're uh, l- when you're little, you want to play football. It starts as flag. Right. Now, I don't know. I don't know if that's universal. I don't. Whatever. I, I don't. More, know.
1: more so now than it was there. It's touch football until you get How about older. this,
0: don't call in if you know, because I don't, <laughs> but just act like I do. But anyway, so at a certain age, up to a certain age, it's all flag football right. as you're learning the game and kind of whatever. And leagues might be pretty big. And then you hit that threshold where the next year, that next age where you finish your flag age uh, that season, and next year is the real stuff. And the numbers are still pretty decent until after that first practice. Right. And you get hit, and you're like, oh, shit. Well, no, hopefully the kid's not saying no shit. Somehow he knows my childhood. Right. (laughs) So then you get hit, and you're like, ew, this is not for me. That that was a lot less fun when I got hit. Yeah, so maybe to some degree that's where a perception might come from, that instead of getting hit in a sport, you want to go do something different. Eh, So my second choice would be tennis. Right. Um, But I also just think it's ridiculous to want to go out there and get – I mean, I love football.
1: I love playing football until I got hit.
0: I'm a huge Steelers fan. Love football. But good God Almighty, what you're doing to the human body. Right. And your brain. And your soul. I don't know. Yeah. uh, You know, I don't know why. I have no problem with all these pro athletes saying they'll never let their kids play football. Because it's such a brutal sport. So, is it manly to go out and destroy yourself? Yeah, probably. <laughs> right. well, that's what I mean. That kind of gives us
1: not very much credit
0: that yeah, we're, that we're stupid. We are. Right. We're, we're cavemen.
1: Well, let me give you one other quick aspect. Tennis doesn't play when it's raining. We don't often play when it's cold. So I think that adds to the non-manly aspect. Um, you know, football, they're playing anything. Right. You know, soccer they're probably playing anything i don't know if they're soccer in the snow but probably so
0: right basically everybody plays everything except lightning yeah
1: except tennis and golf maybe right. you can't play in golf they don't play in the rain i mean light rain maybe but yeah. yeah tennis you get courts get slick you're done
0: but that's a that's not a function of us not wanting to do it it's a right. function of the equipment that we use does not translate
1: but i just think that's I mean, people could see that. Oh, you're not playing tennis today? Why? Well, it's too cold for. You. It's too wet. I mean, who cares? Well, too
0: cold. That's a good one. Yeah. You're, yeah. If they're out there playing football at the ice bowl, right. you know, the frozen tundra, <laughs> uh, and we're not out there if it's below 30. Yeah, that's fair to say. Right. <laughs> that's fair to say. But, but again, anything having to do with the courts getting wet or it, any kind of moisture. I mean the ball changes. You yeah, can't you couldn't you, really play. I mean when you hit a serve at any level. it sprays into your face. <laughs> I mean you can't, you know, it's like uh yeah, I take your point though. That yeah, that that could add to Well, oh, yeah, it's too windy. Right. You know, so you don't yeah. I mean we do have yeah thresholds on different weather related issues that other sport I mean the fog ball for Pete's sake! Right, you couldn't even see the field. Yeah. They couldn't see each other, and the Bears and the Eagles were playing uh, a game in it. Um, I just watched the thirty for
1: thirty or there you go.
0: whatever it was on the fog ball. Is pretty interesting.
1: I saw something about it. I didn't know about it, but it's pretty crazy.
0: Now, would you consider basketball on the manlier side of sports in relation to sort of the perception? Yeah, The perception, yes, I'm in my opinion, I
1: don't see it as any more manly than tennis, but I think the perception is it definitely is more manly.
0: Well, one of the best basketball players over the last seven or ten years, I don't know how long he's been in the league, is a huge
1: tennis fan. I know who you're talking about, I assume.
0: Dirk? Yes. Dirk Nowitzki, now he is German to be fair, so <laughs> he's got a, a, a leg up, as it were, on, uh, on his tennis fandom, because tennis is bigger everywhere. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that makes a difference, but, uh, maybe it's not as manly, but I don't think it's a, a sissy sport. How about that? Yeah, I agree with that. All right. All right. Well, we got off on that tangent before we even started <laughs> as talking about t- talking about good weather sports. We're about to start Indian Wells here in a, sh- in a, in a day or two. The fifth major. Yeah. The hard court season. Oh, wait, no, no, it's not <laughs> stupid.
1: the preseason clay hard. So Stupid.
0: California, you can play any time of year. Right. The weather's – why are they playing – pisses me off. It just pisses <laughs> me
1: off. It's got to be, I guess, the spring break aspect, but I don't even know if California's on spring break right now, but I guess a lot of the country is. Yeah, yeah. I mean – So they can take a week off and go travel, but that tournament's going to sell out, like you said, because it's California. Anybody will go to California anytime.
0: Right. And, and I'm not saying that it's not – There's there's no reason other than – my notion of having the perfect season set up. That's the only reason it shouldn't be. I mean, but it's been there. They We've had these tournaments because Miami's after that. Right. So we've had, you know, these two tournaments in this position for however long and they're successful and they're big tournaments and lots of prize money there. I mean, it's a Masters 1000 for Pete's sakes. So it's a real deal tournament. But like I said, it still just pisses me off because I want my perfect season.
1: <laughs> well, and do you ever think tennis will just go to... One surface, and that's oh, it. Because well, the they're doing it now, they might as well. It would make more sense.
0: Well, the, I mean, if we see once grass goes down, everything's going right. down. Um, I mean, but how
1: or half? I would be happy with half hard court, half clay, and rotate the end of the year or whatever.
0: I mean, Wimbledon's never. I, I mean, how do you say that though? I, I wouldn't think Wimbledon would ever go away. The I history know, that's of the, game the problem. And,
1: I don't think they ever would. And well, I can't see Wimbledon as a hard court tournament.
0: Yeah, I mean, the other ones have changed. I mean, right. everything was on grass. Yeah, that's the only point. one that hasn't changed. Well, in the few leading up to it. Right. I like having all the... We've discussed this before. I like having all the surfaces. Um, hard court being sort of a surface that can go and... Different directions in, term, in terms of slow, you know, right. the speed. Um, but I just
1: wish it was like you say. I wish it was, you know, more consecutive so it just better for the players
0: and yeah, to keep up with. And, yeah, I mean, the the grass court season is diminished to the point where Wimbledon's the only thing holding it together. And the history of the game uh, is the only thing holding that tournament together. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of players right. have a lot of respect for that tournament. I mean, if you're from South America, you want to win the French. Right. Because that's what you grew up on playing, and so that's your, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, P- Pete Sampras, that was his favorite turn. Now, granted, he won a ton of them, and so is Federer, right? Um, but it just it it pains me if it went to if it went to if everything went to hard court, then we would have to figure out some way to differentiate tournaments. By how much sand they put in the paint, right, right? To you know, to have really gritty courts and make it super slow, and then have faster ones um, w- with almost none to where they're they're slick. Um, otherwise, I mean, we, you you mentioned this great point, almost sacrilege to mention <laughs> it in public. But guess what? I don't like watching the same two people play each other right. and play the same point, yeah, four hundred times in a row. It's boring
1: but in some ways that's already happening even on the different surfaces.
0: Right. Well, that was kind of the 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 slowing down of the grass as they were called, you know, cuz I don't know how you do that, whatever, put more dirt, I don't know what you do, but it seemed that it was it was slower, but uh but I don't know. I think I don't know how we got off on this topic. We're supposed to be talking <laughs> about Indian Wells. So, let's uh let's get back to Indian Wells, make some predictions. Um like I'm not allowed to bet, but we'll put, you know, who knows, we'll, we'll maybe make a small, friendly wager um, about the Indian Wells tournament. Uh, PNB, PNP. BNP. There it is. Mr. Producer, leave that one in. Uh, I need the audience to know what an idiot I am. So we'll talk about Indian Wells uh, when we come back. <laughs> It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, TennisRevolutionPodcast.com. To get the latest episodes,
1: email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas.
0: All right, we're back. We started the podcast with two tangents, two random tangents, um, when we're supposed to be talking about the mini-hardcourt season here. So so what do we got? Indian Wells coming up?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's. A, I love this tournament because all the big players play, and it's, you know, as we talked about, it's male-female, so you kind of get the best
0: of both worlds there. I thought you said you didn't like women's tennis. Oh, no, that was me. <laughs> I did not mean that. See, I can say all this stuff, right. and nobody can check me here because Savannah's not here. Uh no no I agree with you I think the mini grand slam or the you know the the having both genders together I think adds a lot to it um and to be fair on, on the women's side I think some years the women are the draw right and they do push you know the tournament uh, and some years it's the guys
1: well now that the women williams sisters are back too that makes it a lot more
0: I know competitive. With, yeah um
1: I assume they're back this year
0: well, well, with Venus' resurgence, hopefully that'll continue. Um, it's good to have two Americans up there instead right. of just one. Um, but what I
1: love about another thing that this tournament does really well compared to pretty much any other non-Grand Slam is they have all the top players play doubles. And I don't know, you might have more insight into this, but I don't know if they pay them you know, extra to do that or they offer higher prize money in doubles. But, I mean, many years Nadal, Federer, Djokovic, all those guys that play doubles, Murray... And it's just something they do in this tournament entices those guys to play doubles. And it makes me want to watch the doubles when all those people are playing.
0: Yeah, we've talked about that. That uh, Similar to my argument of men's tennis being more popular than women, here we go, <laughs> is because ultimately whoever the best men's tennis player is is the best player right, in the world with no other qualifications. Well, I think that goes with doubles because right now the best doubles team in the world may not be the best doubles team in the world except nobody else plays. Right. So you you add in the top players playing and it changes everything. I agree with you 100%. It just change it makes cuz I love doubles. You know, as a college coach, we play both. Right. And I have to coach both and both get points. I could win or lose matches based on the doubles point or you know, we play three doubles and each count is a point, but, um, and most recrea- recreational players out there play doubles only.
1: Yeah, I mean, every league has at least doubles and singles, or just doubles. There's no very few just singles leagues. It's almost always doubles. Right. Maybe the the, is the main
0: intra club leagues where you just have a ladder, right. or Club ladder, club champion kind of thing. But uh, but yeah, I mean, so doubles it's it's odd because doubles is played more. By regular people out there, but at the elite level, they're, I mean, turn yeah. a lot of tournaments are trying to get rid of it because it's its a hassle for scheduling, it's a hassle, you know, because it's more prize money, nobody watches it apparently. But again, I think that goes back to who's in it, who's in it. Uh, you know, the old saying that you know, McEnroe and anybody was the best doubles team in the world. Well, yeah, that's because he was also the, one of the best players right. in the singles at the time and uh in and, in uh, and a certain volleyer so that obviously helps in doubles theoretically um, so you
1: think if they if they made the doubles prize money tomorrow equal to the singles do you think all those guys would play hmm
0: good question i think it would ha- well Ten years prior to where each of them were in their career right now, to where they're already a billionaire. Right. So I think maybe it would have to be a point situation, which is yeah. more you know what they're after now in terms of you know the rankings and so on and so forth. So they all make gobs of money from everything, and, and some of it from tennis. Yeah, you know, even but, more even more than prize money, they're getting it elsewhere. Right. So appearance fees and whatever else. But uh, if if we if we could snap our fingers and make it different. And change it, yeah, we could do some things, but how could you back it up now and, and kind of put the horse back in the barn, as they right. say? I don't understand. <laughs> Isn't that what cowboys do? They put horses back in barns. I mean, I don't understand that I saying. It
1: says Texas, but I don't know the answer.
0: I mean, and putting the cat back in the bag, that would be hard. But how did you <laughs> how did you get in the bag in the first place? True. So clearly you have, I mean, you have a a, a secret to getting that cat in the bag. So, just do that again. <laughs> uh this is stupid. I'm sorry. Um but yeah, so how do you how do you uh go back and and kind of entice them into play? I mean, money certainly right. just to make it worth their while, but if you could somehow just tie points together and say you are number 1 in the world based on your singles and doubles. Right. I mean, all the players r- would revolt and it would never actually happen.
1: You have Bob Bryan, the number four seed, and singles, and, uh, <laughs> Indian <myself>. Wells.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, some other, some kind of hype. I mean, because the reason people played it back in the day is because they did it for the money. Right. I mean, they weren't making, hundred you know, their career prize money was not the ridiculous amounts.
1: Yeah, you had to play all three pretty much to make a living, right?
0: Right. And now, you know, I mean, guys are making a living playing doubles, but it's not the best. That's the, the downside. Right. But, no, so I don't know what your question was. I forgot <laughs>
1: How, how if they would play for more money, would that be enough to entice them?
0: I bet you they could do something along the lines of, all right, because in, Ju- in July, <laughs> I mean, I'm bringing up something I can't stand, but here it is. So you know what, I, in July, that's when they have World Team Tennis. Right. And they do get, the, including Serena, the best players, yeah. drop in from time to time, say hello and play a match or two, a right. set. Or, or two, I should say, because they play Don't get me started. <laughs> Five game sets. Don't get me started. I want to punch something. <laughs> so there there could be a similar scenario where we pick a downtime. It could be leading up to the Australian, like prior to Adelaide and all those starting, or it could be in November um, where we just do, a $10 million doubles challenge or something right. where it's a real tournament yeah. for real money. Um, and I think the players would do that because it's
1: not as as detrimental on your body either.
0: Well, the key is, is that it's not going to affect your singles if it's outside the parameters right. of whatever we call a season. Again, my perfect season comes into play. We need to have a, my perfect calendar. But I think if they did something like that, you know, in Texas for the juniors they have – a Texas Excellence doubles, or it's just doubles. Right. And what a lot of fun. You know, what a lot of fun. You're there, you're focused on one event, so you're not just – you don't play your two matches during the day and then sometime after five, after everybody finishes and the times are all jacked up and everybody's getting there late, and now uh, we play doubles under awful lights. And
1: you don't care. And And you don't care. Thinking about your next singles match.
0: Exactly. Or you bail because you're out of of singles, so now doubles match – yeah, so if it was a more dedicated tournament to, then then that would be something. Um you could do yeah, I don't know. But I I still I would have to find out what Indian Wells does to get those guys to
1: play. I don't know if it's just a prestige thing or just because it's once a year they're willing to do it or what. Right. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. That's a good question. Cuz they don't Miami, they don't even do it, but it's something Indian Wells they all play and I, I think one year Federer and it all played the Bryan brothers at Indian Wells. What was the well, score? Who won? I actually, you weren't you were going to be surprised by this. I think mean, the Bryans won seven six seven six. No, uh, well, I, I'm not
0: too surprised. I mean, first of all, Nadal's not a natural doubles player, um, and they play together every
1: day of their life, and they play together
0: every day <laughs> of their lives. Um, yeah, because my my whole thing was if they trained, also right. not just drop in and play some dubs,
1: and the fact that it was that close without any training doubles right, together, good point. and
0: they're the quote unquote number one team in the blah 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 right. whatever. Exactly, you know, I'm right again. I'm <laughs> market. All right, so if you're in the if you're in singles in Indian Wells right now and you're playing doubles, call in and tell <laughs> tell I'm us here why. On the podcast next week. Do you know anyone in the draw?
1: No. Ask them. Oh,
0: do I, oh, you mean yeah. I know who's playing? Yes. Do you know anybody that's in both? <laughs> can you get them on the phone? <laughs> that is a good question and it may hold the key, but I I don't think whatever they're doing, I don't think these players would will be willing to put that extra strain on their bodies for, you know, an entire 30 season. 30 weeks. Right. And uh, in a Grand
1: Slam, you know, then it's... Five sets. Right. You need that day, a break. And sometimes you're having to play a singles and a doubles in the same in day. In the same
0: day. Yeah, who do... Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess it's not to be. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe, maybe the, the silver lining is somebody like Jack Sock can survive monetarily with doubles while he's struggling but also improving in singles and maybe it takes you know s- some of the edge off in that regard in terms of you know because if he just played singles and has a bad couple of months now he's in the hole right you know he's losing money traveling and playing um not not at this state you know he's yeah. where he, you know, definitely he's definitely
1: good for that level I see what you're saying though.
0: but but lower you know back when he was sort of, you know, outside the top 100. I mean, because those guys make no money. Right. Uh, and, and it costs a fortune to travel all over short notice because you don't know when your flight's going to be, so you right. got to get a flight tomorrow. Or
1: if you're in the tournament.
0: Right. So maybe maybe that's a yeah. silver lining is that it provides, you know, those guys with an opportunity, but... It doesn't help us
1: as fans because I don't want to watch those guys play doubles.
0: Every night, na- well...
1: I mean, up-and-comers, that kind of thing.
0: Up-and-comers and Americans, right. I guess, to some degree, because it gives you a point of pride. And, and you know, you're talking about potential Davis Cup for doubles like the Bryan brothers. So um, you do need doubles, so it's always kind of – but then again, I'm a tennis nerd, and so are <laughs> you. So maybe maybe we're not speaking for the average fan in that regard.
1: Um, I think the $10 million doubles challenge, that would, would totally be a big deal for fans and for players. So let's get to work on that.
0: All right, Mark Cuban, if you're out there, listen, call in. Um, I've used this call-in line <laughs> a lot today. I need to space it out. Or email, gonna, email in. It's not going to be funny. It hasn't <laughs> ever been funny. It was funny once. Um, yeah, but I think that would be a, a fun, a fun, uh, and maybe even a situation where maybe there's it's an eight-team tournament.
1: Like the like the finals, the winter and if, finals.
0: And if you don't win it, you get nothing. There you go. So maybe make it a $2 million right. and the winners get $2 million each or something, and that's it. And if you lose, you get nothing. Yeah. Or.
1: Which I think a lot of sports should be that way, by the way. But
0: Or how about we don't get Mark Cuban to fund it? How about the players each put in five hundred grand? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Talk <laughs> about excitement.
1: Yeah. That no one's going to sign up, but that sounds great.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> fi- yeah, believe me. Five hundred. Well, we okay. We still need Mark Cuban. Then. Players fighting over partners, uh, like that. Yeah, we still need Mark Cuban then. So, they all put five hundred grand, and then he matches everything, and then that's four million right. dollars just from the players, and then he matches it. So that's eight million. Each player gets four hundred or four million.
1: I mean, I say they won't do that. Pro poker players do that. And there's a lot less skill involved in that than what they put their own money in and play do tournaments. They? And oh yeah. they... Entry yeah, fees. but it's not. But it's not. It's entry fees, but it's not
0: the pot. No, right. It's right. not
1: the total. No, no. But I mean, to get into a tournament, you've got to pay whatever the entry fee is, and somebody's getting that. The winner's getting. Now it's not winner take all, but.
0: Right, but I mean, it, I would imagine there's more than just entry fees funding it. Right, or or those turn. Although I guess those tournaments are so big, I don't yeah. know. We're talking about something. Well, <laughs> well, tennis also. But we're talking about something we don't know, which was, <laughs> apparently is what this whole podcast <laughs> is about. For God's sakes. All right, so let's just cut to it. Who's going to win? Men.
1: I, I've got to say Murray, but it's only because the other players are kind of fading a little bit. Based on the Australian, I guess you would say Federer, but I haven't really seen Federer do much since yeah, then. Yeah,
0: no. Maybe he's doing the right thing, though, and resting. Right,
1: like he did for the Australian, and it worked. Yeah. I think the two out of three sets actually favors Murray you know, more so than Federer in this kind of a setup. Because if you have one bad set, you're a little rusty. You can lose a two-out-of-three-set match. Oh, because he's not
0: playing a lot. Right. right, 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 right. But by the end of the tournament. Yeah, so by, by then he
1: would be back
0: to A game. Yeah, so he's not he's not playing Murray in the first round, hopefully. What um, about you? That's a good question. I mean, how do you pick the Joker? I, I can't. How do uh, you pick the Joker? Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess his deal with the devil ran out.
1: <laughs> well, he just doesn't seem to uh, really care that much anymore about winning, which is kind of strange. I don't know. He said he accomplished all he wanted to accomplish in his career. And Sweet. He has not won anything since then. Somewhat. Shut it down, or baby. he's still playing.
0: Money. <laughs> it's, it pays a lot to be it, in the top 5. It pays player. more to win. That's true. Um, 6.9 million dollars as you said for this tournament. Not yeah, to the winner, but total. Right. Total prize money across men's, women's, singles and doubles. Um, it's got to
1: be a million each for the winner, I would assume.
0: Something like that, yeah. I mean, we can find it. Um, the draws aren't out. We record Sunday. This comes out Tuesday, so the draws should be out by Tuesday. Um, I mean, do you pick, you know, do I just go with the easy pick, which would be Murray, no offense to you and your stupid <laughs> um, choice?
1: I mean, I don't think it's would be surprised if Murray lost, but, you know, I think it actually is an interesting term for the men because it's so wide open, more so than normal.
0: Yeah, yeah with with some of the top guys kind of going out early and uh, and or not playing a, a whole lot. Um I mean it could I mean how about uh, an American for Pete's sakes? I mean, am I going to really lay my money down again uh for any <laughs> NCAA officials out there listening. <laughs> I'm not allowed to bet on sports, and so uh that was just uh Yeah, um I mean of course I want to pick Murray without question. I want to pick Murray number one in the world and you know he isn't he didn't win uh he got knocked out early in australian but uh but you got to think a big tournament like this good weather it's gonna be you know it'd be just fine out there um but i'm gonna go like down the list a little bit to one of these guys has been doing okay but maybe isn't has it won sleeper. a sleeper if you will How about either Dominic team? Maybe. Here's here's what I always fall prey to: picking somebody fancy like Joe Willie or Rountz or somebody, and that gets me every time. And they have
1: some great. They have one great
0: match, and then they do lose to somebody unexpected, and they're super talented. This is actually here's who I'm going to pick, and this is only. The qualification, it's not fair I'm making a qualification on this, but it's only (laughs) if he stays on his meds. (laughs) You know who I'm going with?
1: I don't. That's curious. Well, that was kind of who I assumed. I hate that little punk. See, I I love somebody like that on the tour because it makes me root against him no matter who he's playing. So it makes his matches exciting.
0: No, that's true. But he's still a punk. Yeah. But uh, he's had some good results. And like I said, as long as he's not tanking it or, you know, Pulling his shorts down like uh, Murat Safin did back in the day or something <laughs> idiotic like that. Uh, I mean, he's super talented. I mean, he just beat Djokovic. When you talked about Americans, he lost to Sam Query. I'm not
1: sure how. Yeah. But Querrey beat Nadal, Kyrgios, Team, and Goffin in the same tournament, which probably tells me he's going to lose first round. Exactly. As well, so <laughs> That's <but> what <laughs> I was going to say.
0: So don't get excited. That just means. Uh, he ran out his luck ran out. He's he's done everything he can this week. He's gotta sit out and recharge. Um yeah, so I my I'm picking you're going with the easy, simple chump pick of, of the number one player in the right. world. Wow, be careful out there <laughs> on that limb. Over hope it doesn't snap off. I'll take um, I'll take
1: Nadal as a second choice. All
0: right. Well I'm my first choice i I think uh Kyrgios is gonna win, but you have to let me off the court if he does something in one of his <laughs> matches jack right. you know and Disqualified. Then just in tanks um and then uh why not i'm going to pick a guy who uh is inching towards being the greatest player in the history of tennis and that's fedder he'll be my backup
1: i would love to see fedder Kyrios final
0: that would be interesting so Kyrios goes off the rails and it's fedder if he doesn't <laughs> then i think he'll uh he'll get through although it's a longer tournament you know it's a, it's a bigger tournament than uh than the the last couple of uh tournaments um when well, that's kind
1: of been curious problem he can't hold together for yeah, five six consecutive matches Yeah, because he's a maniac right he's a jackass he can win one match against anybody against anybody and then
0: two matches in a row yeah
1: which is kind of the john isner theme too he can beat anybody on the tour right. right his is physical though right
0: he plays a long match he's i'll beat him yeah in the next <laughs> match
1: not really but <laughs> after the 11 hour you probably would have got him maybe i don't know doubtful um but he has beaten, I believe he's beaten Djokovic and Ian Wells, I want to say. He's definitely beaten either Federer or Djokovic at this tournament before.
0: Yeah. So I'm picking a young guy, and my backup is an old guy. And who is your backup?
1: I've got two old. So you've got Murray and Nadal. Murray's not really old. He's no. He's
0: a little bit below that class right. age-wise. And Nadal's. So you're picking a, a medium guy, a mid-range right. age guy, and then an older guy. So, I mean, so far, the way our luck's been with old guys, though, I mean – Old guys, guy's got a decent chance.
1: Yeah, that's been the, uh, it's been the theme for the last few years. And you keep waiting for these guys to fade away, and they don't. That's like, why would they retire? They're winning everything.
0: Well, that too. Yeah. I mean, e- even if they're not number one in the world, they're still good money and they're doing well. Um, is, it, is it that pronounced in terms of the age?
1: Yeah, so I was looking that up today, and we have like eight guys, 33 or older, in the top 50. And 2000, look back, you know, 17 years ago, there were zero. Wow. So it's, it's amazing how, I don't know what is different. So what...
0: 10 more years, I'll have a chance to be in the top 10. Then. <laughs> That's <So> right. <laughs> it, Let's do this, the math on that. If this trend progresses. So, all right, well, hopefully, uh, aside from our tangents, hopefully you got some good info out of the Indian Wells episode. And, uh, I'm looking forward to, um, the mini hard court season just pisses me off, but still great tournaments they're just in the wrong place right. at the wrong time.
1: The one-month hard court. Yeah, so. And we're both picking Serena. Yeah, obviously. No point in talking yeah, about obviously. it we already know the outcome. <laughs>
0: right. Uh, and then the williams sisters and Doubles, duh. <laughs>
1: so, that uh, tournament's already done.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, All right, well, until next time, uh, make sure, again, you tell all your friends and uh, teammates and your tennis pro, and if you're a tennis pro, tell your players uh, about the – the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Spread the word. Get it out there on uh, social media. You can find all of our information uh, at tennisrevolutionpodcast.com and until next time, thanks again for joining the revolution. Thank you.